those of us who were underprivileged, we were not able to even know what a theatre is, you know, and those were our first experiences of people coming with a bus and everyone's excited and you're busy looking through the windows because these actors have arrived and um, sitting there and just being gripped. And our teachers would also say those were the only times we were ever quiet was when they were um, performers, you know, on a stage. And these people didn't have much. They didn't, they traveled very lightly. You know, it was just um, a backdrop, a little backdrop that they made themselves and some drums and some um, tins and things. And those are the things that we, I mean, I'm, I'm 36 years old and I still remember. Today I'm talking to Stephanie Bartman, who is a singer and an actress in South Africa. Hi Stephanie, it's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Hey Pietra, so nice to see you. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. So uh, where are you based in South Africa? I'm in Johannesburg mm. and I literally got home about 10 minutes ago, stuck in the worst traffic ever. Oh really? But, yeah, I think it's not an uncommon problem over the world. Everyone <laughs> struggles yeah. with traffic. But yeah. um, uh, were you born in, in Johannesburg? No, I was born in Cape Town. Um, no, not actually in the Eastern Cape, in a little town called Humansdorf. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was born there and raised in Cape Town. So when I was one year old, my parents moved to Cape Town. And that's where I had most of my upbringing, my schooling and everything. But then when I um, wanted to go to university, I came over to Johannesburg and I stayed. So I never. So Johannesburg has been home for about 20 years now. Wow. Yeah. But now you are an actress and, and you also sing. Um, so yes. what what would you like to be known as, actress or singer? I, I heard something very interesting today. There's a guy that's a sound engineer. Um, so he does sound for television and theater. And he said that television is his wife, but mm -hmm. theater is his lover. Okay. So um, I think for me, um, acting is my is my wife or my husband or whatever you prefer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but theater and music is what I enjoy doing. You know, okay. um, where things are in the world or in our country at the moment, music is not something that is really as sustaining. So mm -hmm. my acting is what has kept me over these years. You know, so mm -hmm. I I resonate more toward that because that is what keeps the pots cooking. Yeah. But um, I think music has always been my first love, you know, but um, unfortunately, or fortunately, I get to do it whenever I'm able to, um, and I'm able to have opportunities to live out my music passion, but my um, acting is what I need to do. Um, but now um, you say that uh, acting is, is what you do, and um, what made you interested in acting? as a child were you then already interested yeah yeah I was always I think because of because music and acting goes hand in hand um I was always chosen at school for like um you know musical theaters and plays and whatever where they need a strong singer so I was singing since the age of five um wow. and it all started at church because my parents are both pastors and I think my story is not uncommon it, it happens in most with most artists that you start singing in church and then it just escalates from there so I always say that uh, because my parents were the pastors I was the first Sunday school the first choir the first youth 
you know. So, um, yeah, but then uh, when I got to a certain age, I left home and um, I became a missionary and I was traveling um, in Portugal and Mozambique and Swaziland, um, Poland, and you know what I mean? Traveling with, um, with ministry, um, with my music. And I thought I never, ever want to stop being on the stage. You know, I never want to stop performing. I just love the re the immediate reaction from people you know um so if someone is enjoying it or if someone is touched you see immediately um on their faces and by the the emotions they can't hide it you know and i really um i got a kick out of that and um so so i just i just took it and i ran with it so when i got back from from missions i started studying drama because i heard about a college in cape town called northling college and i started studying there and um, in Cape Town for my first year. And then we were about five people that were selected from the group that were known as the best. And so the five of us were chosen to come and study in Pretoria. And um, yeah, and then I, that's how my career started. So I actually started in children's theater with um, children's theater music, you know? So I, I did like little musicals at children's theater plays and, um, uh, for children's theater productions and it was really it was so fulfilling and I I never looked back I can't really say I never looked back because I, I was forced to go into corporate as well but that's another story <laughs> oh, but now yeah. uh, just about the the work that you did uh the missionary work that you did uh what age yeah. were you then when you did that um I just finished matrix so I was about 18 years old um, um at the end of 18 turning 19 and I joined a group um, called Latrio, and they were part of a church denomination. So it was not my church specifically, it was just one of the big churches in Cape Town that took in young people that needed almost like a gap year. Um, yeah, so I took on that opportunity and so they, they trained us and um, in dancing and singing and um, some theater productions where we would go to schools in and around Cape Town and do little plays for them um, on, on social ills, you know? Um, it was really fulfilling. And then because of that, um, we, would, we then had the opportunity to travel abroad as well. So we actually went to Germany where we stayed for about a month, um, teaching at schools and um, helping people, but obviously gospel-based, you know? Um, and it was really such a life-changing experience for me. Um, and then coming back from there, I, I really thought that, you know, this is, I, I could see how the arts were enriching people's lives and that you can reach so much more people through the arts, you know, giving them a book or um, showing them watch a movie. People get bored, they get up, you know, but uh, theater is where you are actually in their faces. And if you have something that's gripping enough for them to watch, they'll watch and they'll listen and they learn, you know? Yeah, I'm so glad you're saying that because it's, this is the thing that a lot of artists also said over the lockdown time uh, when they didn't have uh, audiences, you know, yeah. that it's that the energy that the audience, between the audience and the uh, artist is yes. so valuable. And it's yeah. also now that you're talking about the, the work that you're doing with, children and and the education work and how you can use art to do that yes, and that, that is something mm -hmm. that I feel very passionate about because I think it's yeah. it's so important that that's being done in schools 
Yes, yes. And I've, I've recently actually also ventured over into um, vocal work with in terms of dubbing and um, uh, actually educational theatre visually because children of today um, are so, they tech savvy, you know, so yeah. they might not necessarily, and also because I think COVID also pushed us into this, that everything is now digital. You know, so I'm actually part of a program where we make, um, edu we, where we teach their mathematics um, um, through animation. Um, and, and they would then take this. So I would then tell a little story, just a made up story about, for example, a little boy called Bandile. He wants to play soccer, um, but he doesn't have the money. And, you know, those are the things that groups kids for in, in townships, especially, you know, the things that they love and you bring it back to their level and um, they are then able to watch and and be excited by the storytelling. But it's actually educational, you know, yeah. and that all started with theater. It all started with um, people telling stories, but actually having um, a lesson at the end of it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's and it's really if you are able to be that voice for people, it's really such a it's a gift that I'm yeah. that I don't take for granted, you know. Mm. This is amazing. I'm I'm so impressed with that because I think it's also it it just proves also that art um, is a way of communicating specific yes. things, and now. If you're saying, you know, you you um, also in education, like doing maths, for example, yeah. and this is also my my theory or or, or the the thing that I uh, would love to see so much is that schools recognize this and that schools recognize the importance of art in a school. Yeah. 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 Now, I remember when I was at school, the most exciting days were when um, there was a group called YWAM many years ago. I don't know if they still exist, but they would come to our schools and they would do little um, theater skits, you know, and we we never had the opportunity to go to theaters and we never, um, it was, we were, uh, those of us who were underprivileged, we were not able to even know what a theater is, you know, and those were our first experiences of people coming with a bus and everyone's excited and you're busy looking through the windows because these actors have arrived and um, sitting there and just being gripped. And our teachers would also say, those were the only times we were ever quiet was when they were um, performers, you know, on a stage. And these people didn't have much. They didn't, they traveled very lightly. You know, it was just um, a backdrop, a little backdrop that they made themselves and some drums and some um, tins and things. And those are the things that we, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm 36 years old and I still remember um, I remember most of those plays until today and the lessons that it taught me back mm -hmm. then, you know? So yeah. it's it's something that is priceless and, and I feel like a lot more needs to be invested in, in the arts um, mm -hmm. for that reason, because people can forget everything else, but they will not forget what they saw in front of them in a theater production, especially if it touched them. Yeah. Um, so... And I, I think you are also touching now a point that um, the, in South Africa, it's not the same as in Europe, that there are many theatres and that children from a young age are exposed to that. Are exposed, yeah. 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 So yeah. this is really bringing it to them. You know? Yeah, I mean, and, if there's mm -hmm. one thing that our country doesn't invest in first, uh, theatre and the performing arts is always the last thing. 
but mm -hmm. I um I mean during lockdown especially um if that if it wasn't for the arts everyone would have gone crazy you know what I mean people were people who didn't even know they were actors were now performing over Facebook and YouTube yeah. and fun thing for just to keep people sane yeah. and so um it, it had to be um something that would would make the government realize how important the arts actually is you know um it, it definitely is an essential service it is something that cannot be that no one can live without yeah um, and, and it's so sad that so many parents would have would rather have their kids be anything else except an actor or a singer just be a doctor, be whatever, but not an actor. But even those doctors, when they go into a green room to rest, they watch TV or they go online or they, yeah. um, and they, and it's then it's us that has to keep them sane, you know, but then we are the ones pulling at the shortest end of the straw. So it is, it's really something that I don't know if it will ever change. It's always been seen as less important. Um but I believe it is the most important thing. I mean, I remember when when I was young, growing up, and shacks were were, were burning because people would forget heaters on. People would um, have floods, and they and and uneducated people would be educated by theater. So they would send people into these communities and go and do a play and teach and do a skit about a shack burning down, a mother dying because of a fire, and. Those are the things that that are the most important tools for education. You know what I mean? But yet it is not seen as as vital. So it's really sad. Yeah. But, and um, hopefully I think, that'll change. Yeah, well, I think it's there where it has to change because the if if uh, art is seen as an important subject in a mm. school, then also children would value it that way and yeah. they will grow up valuing the art you know what mm. that they were taught and the message but yeah. i think it's also this thing where art is just a side subject so they yeah. grow up with this idea oh it's just something on the side and yes. this is why they also don't recognize it as as the careers the important careers that it yeah. is yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it's really sad so um yeah. yeah it's something that needs to it's a topic that is very important so i'm glad that you are that you're pushing this um, oh, definitely. I'm so passionate about that. Yeah. But yeah. this is my dream that and wish that really that this could be changed. I, I wouldn't be able mm -hmm. to change it, but that we just start talking about this and, and, and the importance yeah. of it. But now yeah. tell me, uh, Stephanie, you're also now in a in a television series, which yeah. I know I don't know because I don't uh <laughs> <laughs> but you have to tell me now what uh how did you get this role? Yeah, so it's a it's a soap um on a channel in South Africa called CakeNet and it's on yeah. the DSTV um package. And I've been on there for seven years now. Um mm -hmm. when I so the show is about rugby. Oh, okay. And and when it's translated, it says married to to rugby. So it's like a play on um married to football, you know, that um, yeah. series. Yeah. Um, so, because South Africa, rugby is everything in South Africa. <laughs> you know, it's really, especially in our in our Afrikaner um, culture, like it's uh, rugby is all that they talk about. And when it's rugby in the town, the whole 
city stops, you know. So yeah. um, so the producers thought it well to, to call the show Getrout Met Rugby. So it's about, people would think that it's about people playing rugby all day, but it's actually about the lives of the rugby players and their wives. And ah, okay. uh, what goes around that and the drama mm. around that. Yeah, so mm. I play a character called Bibi. And um, she's the owner of the salon and the nail bar and the big gossip of the town and also like the one that holds everyone together. Um, yeah, so I've been doing it for seven years. It's been an awesome experience. I've learned so much um, during that time. And I've been so grateful that during lockdown, I was able to be part of a of a, of a long-standing show. You know what I mean? I wasn't... Yeah. I wasn't seen as a freelancer, which is such a blessing. And I, I mean, I can imagine how my colleagues out there who were freelancing were struggling, you know. But unfortunately, our show has now come to an end. So we are um, on the on the at the end of September. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be airing our last show. So we actually have already shot the last few episodes. So, oh, I see. So, oh, okay. wow. after all this time after all this time so the show as a whole has been on for 10 years because it started as a as a movie and then they petitioned for it to become a series and it did and then after a few seasons i think after two seasons it then became a soapy and it has been and we've been we've become household names you know um people just love the show but unfortunately i think with time um, people wanted new things. They wanted to see something new. So the show has now ended. And yeah, so now I'm a freelancer and I'm enjoying it surprisingly. Oh, really? But do people yeah. come up to you in the street and confuse your character with with, yeah. oh, with Bibi? Okay. Yeah. People call me Bibi and I, I I respond because I mean, what else? Yeah. They don't know me. Yeah. Other than they see on television. Um, yeah. yeah, and so they expect me to also um, like to come do their hair and their nails. And then, uh, <laughs> like, I have no idea how to do any of that. I'm just <laughs> playing it. <laughs> I auditioned originally. I auditioned for um, one of the rugby wives. Uh-huh. And um, they they saw me and they said, no, you have to run. Because I came in with, because I wear wigs all the time. So I... Um, actually came in with one week and I didn't know that I'm going to get a call back it was I didn't think it was a good audition at all mm-hmm. and then a few months went by and I've now changed my hair and I said to them when I got back when they called me back for the call back I said I changed my hair because I wanted to show you guys how versatile I can be and they obviously loved it um, and then they decided to then write in um, a oh. salon with a with a very classy um, salon owner um who changes her hair and her nails all the time and whatever. So um, I think I created a role for myself there. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not everyone is as lucky to have a story like that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. how it happened for me. That's incredible. And but and and the confidence that you had to do that is is amazing. Yeah, I had to make up an excuse because, you know, in our industry, when you have to look the same way that you oh, did yeah. in the audition. So now I didn't know that I'm going to get a callback. So I changed my hair, my nails, everything was changed. And I said, no, I just, I did it on purpose. I wanted to show you guys I can be versatile. Whatever you want me to do, I can be. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's how I landed the role of BB. And um, it's been so fulfilling. I love it. But that will probably now also, I mean, because you've had that, you have had that experience and that's television and everybody says, you know, that's, these different um, um, 
mediums like television and theater. Yes. Um, it, it's also, you know, a, a, you benefit from that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, you do. You do. Yeah. But but do you do theater work as well? Yeah, I've I've actually recently gone back into musical theater. I've never been a musical theater person. Um, dancing has never been one of my strengths. Okay. Um, and and um, luckily, those the people that I work with, it's I, I'm always very honest. And mm -hmm. so I tell them that you know I'm I'm a very good singer. I'm a great actress, but please keep it simple with the dancing, you know? Oh, so okay. um, I've mm -hmm. been lucky enough that they forgave me and then gave me all the simple choreography to do. Oh, but okay. working with all these amazing musical theater people has just been oh, mind-blowing. I'm, I'm so envious, you know? I'm like, I really wish, because I didn't know about the existence of musical theater. When mm -hmm. I got to um, Tswana University of Technology, by that time it was Pretoria Technicon. Um, I saw all these people walking around singing and they look like dancers, but they're singing. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could be these people. Who are they? And then I only discovered that there's something called musical theater. I had no idea. Really? For me, all I knew that I want to be an actress. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then I was, I already fell in love with my campus and with my um, acting buddies I didn't want to switch you know but sometimes yeah. I really wish that I took that opportunity because I would have probably had a bit of dancing um, skills as well uh, you know yeah yeah, yeah. but um, I, I'm not I'm not missing on many opportunities because of the lack of that so I can't use it as an excuse mm -hmm. I always go for an audition um, whether they're asking you to be a strong dancer or not I will go because I believe that if it's meant for me I'll get it whether I'm a good dancer or not um, so when they start teaching you choreography, I try to go at it as best as I can, but I do rely on my other strengths, you know, and then yeah. sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. Mama Mia, I didn't get it. <laughs> and I understand why. It's an amazing show with brilliant dances. So, yeah. But um, but you you um you nailed it with the with the uh, change of of hair and and everything together. Yeah, so I'll I'll keep trying that. stuff like that. <laughs> so maybe they'll write something for you as well. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> but now, um, musical theatre in South Africa, I've heard that they also and in opera that they change operas to say be more relatable to South Africans to um, say, I think they've, they've done Carmen and they've oh, rewritten it so that it, it fits into the, to the yes. life stories of yes. the township. Carmen and Kailicha, yes. I yeah, actually went yeah. and watched the show. Oh, even Showboat um, was adjusted to, to really? fit into our world. Yes, it was mm -hmm. an amazing experience. So they would keep um, the original songs, Old Man River and so on, but they would twist it and adjust it to be um, to our appetite, you know what I mean? And fit yeah. into our culture. And it's such a beautiful thing to see. And I can't mm -hmm. wait to see more shows like that coming up. Yeah. yeah. Even Dream Wars that was here, it was, it, it kept the, um, you know, the American uh, um, Broadway feel, but yeah. there were elements of Africa and South Africa in there, you know, which is, which mm. is, it's priceless. It was priceless to see. Oh. Yeah. It really makes you proud to yeah. be South Africa. And, and it, it's so unique then, you know, to, yes. to South Africa. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it cannot be it cannot be retold by anyone else except us. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. But now, um, 
I, I also wanted to ask now with all this, uh, you said your, your parents were uh, pastors and, um, but the, are they, are they um, also musical or uh, did they have, you know, did you get some inspiration from them? Yes, definitely. My mom um, and dad were, were, my mom's a singer and my dad plays guitar. Um, so mostly in the church and so on. But then I remember, when I, was, I think I was about 11 or 12, they actually brought out a little um, cassette um, where they uh, sang about, I think there was about nine or 10 songs on there. And I would walk in the area and people would be playing their music in their houses, from their cars. Because I remember my parents used to stand on a Saturday at the market and my mom would sing. And my dad would then be selling these um these cassettes you know so yeah. music has always been been part of my life and and um my mom always says um that the next generation will always be better than the first so i don't know i'm not saying i'm better than her but i no. think I've, i i was able to reach a much bigger audience than she mm -hmm. could ever do you know but the lives that she touched then was necessary for that time mm -hmm. and then um when now i'm able to have um, platforms like yours you know to tell my story and which is huge and then my daughter will probably end up there at your place right next to you one day you know what I mean instead of oh, Zoom. <laughs> so um yeah, yeah so I think it always starts somewhere and then it, then it grows from there yeah yeah but you maybe you should come and sing in, in Vienna you know oh how I'd love that yeah. I'd love that <laughs> but now, uh, but tell me about your daughter. Is she also? Um, is, does she also sing? Yes, yes. Her name is Symphony. Obvious for obvious reasons. <gasps> I love music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she she's in grade eight now, and um, when she started, the first thing she needed to look for at the high school was what are what are the arts there? You know. So she started mm -hmm. doing drama and music, and um, she actually performed at one of the big festivals at the People's Theatre um, now recently. And I was I was in such awe, and I thought to myself, if I had the opportunities that she has now at this age to start already, um, how far would I have been? You know. So it's really yeah. exciting that. Um, is able to get such exposure at this young age, at the start of her career, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I know she loves singing and she loves performing. She's very shy. She's not like me, as outspoken as I am. But mm -hmm. she, um, when she gets onto the stage, she just blossoms and you just, mm -hmm. you don't even recognize her. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just need to think myself every time. And I just want to tell everyone around me, that's my daughter. So I'm becoming my mother. <laughs> my mom was like that. Oh, so I just have to stop myself from um, telling everyone which one is mine. <laughs> well, I think yeah. we have to be like that. You know, this is, I spoke yeah. to a singer who said that her parents, um, were not musical and every time she sang they just thought she was amazing and they just and she said that actually gave her a lot of confidence so yes. we need you know as mums we need to do that we need yes, to think that, that, that is what, we are the first the first cheerleaders yeah 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 yes. definitely yeah but now stephanie um tell me what are your wishes for the future um i recently brought out a single um, and uh, it's it's in gospel, and um, I think the audience that it reached it needed to reach, and I'm I'm very grateful for it. So I'm looking forward to writing more music and bringing that out. Um, and then I started directing as well. Wow! Um, 
yes, directing um, Turkish translated dramas. Very complicated, but fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So and why I'm, Turkish translated? Because uh, South Africa actually buys these things at a, at a very good price, I think. Okay. So they buy them from buy the um, content. Mm-hmm. And then we actually dub it over into Afrikaans. So I started off as a as a dubbing artist, and then um, multi choice um, actually or um, DSTV actually asked me to be one of the directors. So I am now actually directing other actors, and it's so overwhelming, Petra, because I mean the people that I direct are people that I grew up admiring. You know, I, these are and I need to just tell myself, you are director, please don't be starstruck. Just prepare yourself. You are going to see one of your biggest heroes and you have to direct them. You know, yeah. it is, it's unbelievable the kind of people that walk into my studio and do this work and Amazing. the fact that I get to work with them in a senior position, it is, it's really a dream come true. Um, and so this has actually sparked um, a desire for me to go into directing, you know, and it has never been something that I even considered. Um, and I just, just seeing um, something come to life that you were part of creating, you know, that you yeah. had had the, the, the gift of, of bringing to life. It's, it's really, so it's another type of a fulfillment, you know, so yeah. um, that is, that's what I really want to go into um, and then hopefully um, people will see me in a new soapy soon um, but I'm not allowed to say anything as yet but uh, I, um, yes yeah. but my I will I, I'm not done on television as yet and I'm grateful to be to still mm. continue yeah but I well, love working behind the scenes as well really oh but you are you are doing so so many things I mean um where do you get the time for everything? Uh, I think the support structure is the most important thing. I have um, I've got amazing people in my life who who really help me to get by daily, you know, and um, keep my feet firmly on the ground. And sometimes I I get so overwhelmed because um, as a single mother, you have to make sure that the pots keep cooking and the, the wheels keep turning and, and you forget about yourself, you know. And so you take on a lot of things. And I actually recently had to really um, sit down and just decide what what is going to keep me sane. So whether you have all the money in the world, but you don't have time for your children or for yourself, um, it's it's not worth it, you know. Yeah. So I actually had to when I, I sometimes end up in a parking lot, supposed to go into a shop, and I sit there for an hour, goes by, and I'm just crying my eyes out because I don't even know where to start, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the most important thing is to actually just conceptualize things and and make sure that the the important things stays important and not try to grab onto everything because we as women we can do everything, yeah. but we shouldn't. You know, we shouldn't. We should really remember that there's only one of us. Um, And if I'm not there, the people that I'm trying to take care of won't have me, you know. So I can be running around and trying to do everything um, and then actually do nothing. Yeah. Um, So, um, yeah, I think my my support structure is just really um, what keeps me going. I wouldn't be able to do it on my own. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And and it's, um, you know, I think it's also this thing where you have to make time for yourself 
to yes. you know to 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 keep that sanity yeah definitely. You know? yeah. but now um oh this is so wonderful to talk to you so inspirational and um but i want to i want to ask you now just one more question can you do a shout out for your favorite restaurant or coffee shop in the area um uh in 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 johannesburg or yeah. in south africa yeah oh there's an awesome restaurant called imzini where i actually sing every thursday night really? and yes mm -hmm. i want to sing all my love and um to all the people that go there and that come there every thursday to to see me perform and to dance with me and sing with me i wish you all the health and wealth and prosperity in the world wonderful what type of restaurant is this um, it's, uh, so they, they serve, their speciality is pizzas. They make the most amazing pizzas. Mm -hmm. They've got prawns and, um, so it's just a lifestyle. I don't know if you know the, the restaurant called Madame Zengara that used to be in South Africa. No, I don't. So it, it's a, it's a, um, it, it's a, it's a, a restaurant where they have live performances happening while the people are eating. So this is now just, so it's like a circus tent. This is what Madame Zingara used to be. And then mm -hmm. during lockdown, um, it unfortunately had to close down. They had acrobatics. They had, so it was a full circus while you're having your meal. Amazing. Um, show for about two hours that would go yeah. on and then it would end and the restaurant would close and then it'll open again for the next shift of people mm -hmm. to come in and eat and enjoy the show so um the guy richard who used to own uh, madame zingara um then opened um Enzini restaurant and it's just a nice family restaurant that actually at night becomes quite a fun place for adults yeah oh, so okay. <laughs> so during the day it's very fa family friendly you know um yeah your doggy your kids and relax but in the evening there are live performances people singing and um yeah just enjoying some live music there yeah but so, amazing that, that restaurants do this you know that they give this platform for for artists for artists yeah mm. it is something that that we as artists are so grateful for you know, it's not, a, it doesn't pay a lot of money, but it also keeps you in practice for when you actually yeah. have your own shows or perform on bigger platforms. These are the kind of places where you can actually also test out what works and what doesn't work and yeah. find a niche for yourself, you know? Yeah. And the support of the people that go there every week is just, it's amazing. So yeah, Imzini in Westin, Melville, Johannesburg. Okay, now I'm going to put their link in the description. Definitely. Yay! Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, Stephanie, have a wonderful evening and thank you so well, much for you. your time and sharing thank all of this. Thank you so time. much for inviting me. Yeah, you're doing amazing work, really, and and well done for the work that you're doing with children as well. And, and, um, thank you. And, yeah, I, I really um, admire you for doing that. Thank you so much, Petra, and I'll be following your journey as well. I'm excited to have met you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.